the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. And just be blessed that your name's not Johnny Depp or Amber Heard, right? Amen. <laughs> you know, because we all got junk, don't we? We all got junk. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I sure stick my junk in a trunk. And I sure don't want the world to know my junk, right? Yeah, but uh, man, there's junk everywhere, isn't it? Junk, 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 junk. And, uh, you know, this radio show, you know, Like It Matters Radio, there are sometimes it's hard on me. You know, I have three outcomes, inspiration, education, application. In other words, I want to move you in a positive way. I want to help you learn and grow because your mind is uh, has unlimited plasticity. Your brain does. Uh, and I also want to give you something that you can do today. That will make tomorrow different than today because that really is what changes, right? We can't go back and change the past. I mean, if I would, I could. Uh, I don't have a DeLorean. Uh, I don't have a crazy professor, and I'm not Michael J. Fox. And so I can't do any of those things. There you go. Yeah, I could get a computer. Duh. Or my iPhone, right? <laughs> my iPhone has more technology in it than uh, when the first uh, ship went to outer space, right? So... You know, life is interesting right now, uh, and uh, what I like to do in this radio show is to help you think, help you think through it, help you process, to to keep your head on while everybody else is losing theirs, to to keep reminding of the important things. You know, the greatest commandment in the Bible has nothing to do with sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Uh, has nothing to do with idols. Uh, has nothing to do with fornication. The greatest commandment in the Bible is to remember. And this is where I say leaders remember the right things. And right now, we are under assault. Uh, our entire past is being erased, eradicated, rewritten. Uh, we start questioning ourselves. We start doubting ourselves. Uh, we're doubting, uh, does it make me bad because I'm white? Does it make me bad because I'm black? Does it make me a victim because I'm black? You does ain't black. Me, right? I mean, we question everything. And so I got to tell you right now. Uh, it's, it's getting weird out there. And this is why I talk about on the radio show. This is not a political show. This is not a religious show. This is a thinking person show. This is a, a do my best to make it a common sense type of show. Now, do I share my opinions? Absolutely. Do I share my faith? Absolutely. Do you have to believe it? Absolutely not. Uh, I like to tell people that my opinion, uh, and a dollar, We'll get you a cup of coffee at 7-Eleven or those of you in, uh, uh, there in, uh, Minneapolis or maybe a, a, a come and go or, uh, what else you guys have up there? I have different stores than we do down here in Dallas, right? In other words, I can go to a store 
and get a very small cup of coffee that might cost me a dollar. And I could tell that clerk my opinion. I could tell my belief in God. I can tell my political beliefs. Uh, at the end of that conversation, they're still going to have their hand out expecting a dollar. And because my opinion, like your opinion, the only value it has is what other people give it. That's it. You know, I got a nice uh, uh, Leroy Neiman on my wall. That's uh, the bald eagle. I've been told it's one of the prices. It's a three of a one of three uh, painter portraits or whatever it is. It's marked one of three of the PP. So the, the the Leroy Neiman's hands on it. I've been told it's a certain amount of money, and boy, I could use that money. I've never had anybody come close to even offer me that much money. At the most, was a third of it. And so it's nice that it's quote worth that. But you know what it's worth? What someone's willing to pay me for it. That's what it's worth. Uh, and so same thing with my opinion, but I do share my opinion. It is an educated opinion. It's not just a feeling. I love my feelings, uh, but I'm also a logical thinker. So I teach emotional intelligence. It's taking the power of your emotion and taking the power of your intellect and using both of them. If you have two good legs, you don't walk on one. If you have two good arms, you don't tie one behind your back. If you have two good eyes, you don't put a patch over one of them unless you're going to a SpongeBob party, right? And if you don't know that one, wait cool. for it, wait for it, wait for it. You'll figure it out eventually. Okay, Patchy? You'll figure it out. I promise you, you will. And so today we're going to go we're going to go deep. You know, I hope you have your uh, your scuba gear. If you brought your snorkeling gear, you're probably going to want to leave that at home. Yeah, you want to get your get rid of your snorkel. Snorkel's for the surface. We're going deep. We're going deep. And so today, I want to go in depth on an old proverb. You know, proverbs, uh, idioms, sayings, whatever you want to call them, they're short. I love this word. They're pithy. Pithy. Short, pithy sayings in general use. And they're stating a general truth or piece of advice. They also tend to require some critical thinking when it comes to application. That's what I like about them. And as warriors, we must assess. We must assess. And here's what we've got to assess, that times are changing. Values, beliefs, the, the overall environment of our families, businesses, communities, America, it's changed. It's changed drastically. It's changed drastically in the last five years, nevertheless the last 50 years. And if we keep doing the same things we've always done as everything around us is changing, think about this, we're probably not getting the results we'd like to be getting. And so today I want to talk about that Bible verse, and it's not a religious show, so please, some of you, like, your heart stops. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to push God on you. Uh, but today I want to talk about that saying about new wine in old skins. You know, it's interesting because it's, it's addressed in the Gospels. Uh, Mark 2.22 says, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins but new wine is for fresh wineskins. And then Matthew 9, uh, nine seventeen says similar. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will spill, and the wineskins will be ruined. Instead, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Why? Because wineskins in the old days are made of, guess what, skins. Yep. Uh, and they're nice. But as you put newly fermented wine in something, there's a fermentation, there's so I would maybe even call it lightly a carbonation happening, a bubbling. And, you know, that skin can absorb that. But after a while in the old desert there, what happens is these skins get fragile. They get brittle. They get bitter. Uh, and then if you go to put fresh new wine in there, now they're dried out. 
they crack and break and holes get in them and the wine pours out. And so today, that's what I'm going to talk about. But first, I want to finish up some business from yesterday. Yesterday, I had uh, Mark Kuklo on with me, who's running for sheriff and head up in Canada. Great man. And I was going to share this poem, but I didn't get a chance to. So I'm going to share it today. It's called The Policeman's Heart. It said, I remember when I was younger, about eight years old or so, I would hear the police sirens roar and off to the window I'd go. I wanted to see who they were saving and having to arrest. I knew no matter what they were doing, they were doing it for their best. I never heard anyone question or blame them for their crime. I always saw respect and honor most of the time. I knew that I wanted to one day wear the badge and show it proud. I kept that dream alive for years, but I never knew what it meant until now. I put up my armor as I dress for my shift each day. I stand in front of my bathroom mirror and slowly pray. I pray for honor and protection of my platoon. I pray the Lord keeps us safe so that we can go home that afternoon. I kiss my wife and hug her before I walk out the door. I never knew if I'll make make it home or kiss her once more. I kiss my three children and look at them with tears in my eye. I never know when it'll be the last time that I get to say goodbye. I care about the world we live in each and every day. I don't care about your skin color or if that woman has a wife. I don't care if you're a Christian, Muslim, or Jew. I will help you no matter what because I'm a policeman. That's what I do. I don't care if you're rich or full of wealth. I will help the poor the same and never think of myself. I don't care if you're old and just want to stand and talk. I will help the youngest person even if I have to help them walk. I will help you find your dog or even that little cat. I will be there with a smile on my face and wear my taxi-style hat. I will help you even if you've called me names. I'm here to judge you or po- I'm not here to judge you or point a finger at you to blame. I will bust down the door to free you from the enemy inside. I'll minister CPR and first aid just to keep you alive. I don't have time to finish it. My poor timing. A beautiful poem by Brandon Moore. It's called A Policeman's Heart. We used to think this way, people. But what happens is we're putting new wine into old skins. After the break, we'll talk about what that means. We'll be right back. Thanks, brother. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. and I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. You know, I was just saying to someone the other day that the Scandinavians seem to have such an instinctive feel for the human condition. It's very wise, you know. That's, it's, I think, pithy. Oh, well, it, it was uh, pithy. It had great pith. Yes, pith. Pith. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I am black. And that's my producer. He's a funny guy, John. You are listening to Like It Matters Radio. This is Radio Like It Matters. Thanks, John. That, that put a smile on my heart. It's been a hard day to smile, but that put a smile on my heart. Pithy. Love that little word. And a lot of people throw around words all the time they don't use. That's why one of our favorite uh, little drops is a Damon Wayans clip when he's in prison using big words. So they all rhyme together. They all sound pretty. But they make no sense at all. You know, David Wayans, that uh, character behind the bars, could be a politician today, couldn't he? First Man, of all, he'd be. We must yeah. internalize the flatulation of the matter by transmitting the effervescence of the Indonesian proximity in order to further segregate the crux of my venereal infection. What? Wow. And he said a lot of words, but you know what? He said nothing, honey. Right? And that's what a lot of people out there do. And that's why we have ears to hear, but do not hear. We have eyes to see, but we do not see. Today, uh, you're not at church. Today, uh, I'm just going to talk about the uh, standard that's in the Bible. There's, there's interesting Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs. You know, there's 31 books in the books of Proverbs. And, you know, the biggest month, of course, we should all know this. If you don't, you're in big trouble, mister. It's 31 days. And so what I always tell people, people that want to start a Bible reading plan, you know, I send out scripture every day with wayofthewarrior.blog. So way of warrior. There's no the in there. Wayofwarrior.blog. You go that every day and I send out scripture. 
and I don't send it out just because I want to send it out. I send it out because I, that's my standard. And some people have that standard. And I want to do my best to make sure my life lives by that standard. Now, I'm a sinner. I'm a flawed man. I'm a broken man. We all fall short of the glory of God. Those are all things that are biblical. So this is not a religious show. But my God uh, gives me a standard, and that's called the Bible. And, you know, Isaiah is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's a great prophet. In Isaiah 43, there's a a great verse, uh, 18 and 19. Uh, It's one of my most favorite verses in the Old Testament. It says, do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to things of old. Because we have a tendency to get wrapped up in the things of old, and we think the things of old are always going to be the things of new, but they're not. Things do change. Uh, if you attempted to live in America today uh, as we lived in the 1980s, uh, you'd be ridiculed, you'd be maybe arrested, you'd be banned, you've been uh, disowned, you've been canceled, uh, you'd be bl- blocked off of Facebook. Uh, I-, I watched some co- comedies that were in the early 2000s. You know, uh, the the world according to Jim, uh, one of my favorites is um, uh, Till Death. You know, with Brad Garrett, it was right after they were done Everybody Loves Raymond. They did about four or five seasons. And they reference all the time. They make fun. They use, say, gay jokes. And they, they talk about soft men and all that. They couldn't do that today. It can't be aired today because you're not allowed to say anything. So things change. And in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says this. Do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to things of old. Quote, this is 19. This is the meat and taters. Behold, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and the streams in the desert. See, this is what that saying of Mark 22, 2.22 in Matthew 9.17 says. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is destroyed. And so are the skins. But the new wine is for fresh wineskins. Again, let me explain the concept here because this is nothing more than a proverb. Get off the part that it comes from God. Get off the part that's in the Bible. Stop Some it. of you are so resistant to God that you can't listen to something that comes from the Bible. Even people who don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ know the Bible is a great word of wisdom. I study the Quran too. 70% of the Quran comes from the Bible. There's 30% of stuff in the Quran that's just... I'm not going to say it. It's just something I can't agree with. I think it's different. It's weird. I don't think it's accurate. Come on, But 70% man. of it comes from the Bible. And there's some good stuff in there because 70% of it comes from the Bible. And so the truth is the truth no matter where it comes from. And so this whole concept about putting new stuff into old wineskins, I want to tell you why this matters to you and I, why this matters to a secular world, why this matters to a man who's talking about leadership that doesn't need to reference the Bible to do it, but it's a great message, and the fact that the message comes from God uh, should tell you a little something more. So again, these wineskins, they're animal skins, of course you know that, right? They're skins, just like Adam and Eve, uh, when they broke communion with uh, God, they had to be covered with animal skins, right? That was the first sacrifice in Genesis 3, you don't hear about it. But how do you think Adam and Eve got skins, animal skins to cover their private parts? Yeah, there's your first sacrifice. People always go, where's the first sacrifice? I said, somehow it happened somewhere around Genesis 3. Because you don't get animal skins from an animal uh, unless that animal is committed, heart, body, and soul, right? It's the the thing about the the chicken and the pig and a bacon eggs breakfast. You know, I tell the story to tell people about the difference between participation and commitment, right? I require commitment in my trainings. Most people have a hard time just with participation. And so they struggle through the first half of my training. 
And then right before dinner time, I say this. I like, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you the difference between participation and commitment. And let me use a bacon eggs breakfast and specifically the role of the chicken and the pig in that bacon eggs breakfast. In that bacon eggs breakfast, that chicken participated by providing eggs. But last time I checked, there's only one way you can get bacon from a pig. That creature must be committed heart body, and soul. And see, that's why I define as 100% HBS, heart, body, and soul. Because if I take away your heart, and I take away your body, and I take away your soul, what's left? And that would be easy. Nothing, honey. Crunch, right? That's 100%. That's why I love words so much. I like to define words. That's why I said at the beginning of the segment, you know, John got a little clip on, on pithy. Because it's a funny, cute little word. It's pithy. I mean, just saying it is fun. We're going to have a pithy day. It's going to be a pithy night. We're going to pithy. And most people say words all the time. They have no concept of what they mean. And so HR 101, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. You got to get this. Okay. And we, we know Einstein's definition of insanity, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Right, that's crazy. And people know that and people say that, but I want to suggest the different form of that statement. And it's really important because we got to understand this concept. Otherwise, uh, you might not just be crazy, you might be a poor loco. It's, it's one thing to be crazy, but it's another thing to be a crazy chicken. Let's be honest. Abby, because you know what they do, chickens. Normal. Right? <laughs> Yeah, not only do they take your eggs if you're chicken, but they'll take your head at some point because you got some chicken wings there, you got a chicken breast there, you got some chicken legs there. And last time I checked, anything that we don't like tastes like chicken, right? Because <laughs> chicken's the food for everybody. And so I want you to understand that doing the same pattern in a changing world is crazy. L- l- let me give you an example. Let's say uh, I love to go up to Winter Park in the Colorado Mountains. Uh, love it up there. So let's say that you're going up to Winter Park. Uh, you want to do a, a ski trip, okay? So you go up to Winter Park, and you're in all in your gear, and you're on the chairlift, and you're you're going up that big old mountain. I love Winter Park. Going up the big old mountain. You're on the chairlift. You got your skis on. You got your warm gear on. You got your scarves on. Your earmuffs. You got your poles in your hand. Man, you're pumped. You you could only imagine just sliding down, skiing right down on. that mountaintop, and it just I mean, you can feel it. Right Right? Your face, your nose is cold. Your eyes are getting watery. You can smell the snow and the exhilaration, right? So you get to the very top of the hill. You're on your chairlift. It's coming around, and then you slide off your chairlift, and you crash to the ground, and you roll down the hill. And all of a sudden, at the bottom of the hill, after falling down the whole way, you have a two-week stay in the hospital. Ouch. And you might be asking me, Black, what happened? What was the problem? Why did I? Why did I crash? Why did I? What happened to me? Well, it's easy. It's July second. It's summer. Don't you get it? There's no snow on the ground. <laughs> There's no snow on the ground. Just exposed rocks, tree stubs, thorny shrubs, Whoops. boulders. However, in four to six months, if you did the exact same thing. The exact same pattern, the exact same way, you'd be having an incredible time skiing down that mountaintop. 
But I want you to think about that. You know, when we're putting something new into something old, we can get stuck in what we did in the past, what God did in the past, what the pattern was in the past. Remember, leadership is a loop. You got to flex your pecs, leaders. It's permission, it's example, and it's culture. And see, we assume that the method moving forward will always be the same method that we used in the past. But that's what Isaiah 43 says. If you're under construction, if you're working to be a little bit better, if you're growing as a person, your environment's changing. Between the stimulus and the response, what happens is changing. Physiologically, you're changing. And if God's doing a new thing, if you're doing a new thing, then our patterns, our old belief systems, our old limiting belief systems, our limited conscience, right? That's what conscience is, conscience, right? I mean, how do we know the things of God? How do you take the Pacific Ocean and put them in a Dasani water bottle? God even says that. How can man know the things of God? Were you there when he stretched out the four corners of the earth? Were you there when he put the stars in the sky and named one at a time? Were you there when he knew every single hair on your head, including the ones you lost last night or in the shower this morning? How do you take the knowledge of omniscience, all-knowing, and put it in a finite capacity called the human brain? And so, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to do new things... We've got to think new ways. It's time to take a look at what's getting us to where we're at. Because if we don't like where we're at, we're going to have to do something different to get to a different place. So I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking about putting new wine into old skins. I'll be right back. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Think about it. Minnesota collected way more from taxpayers than it needs, resulting in the largest budget surplus in history. It's time to give it back. Join Minnesotans from across the state at the Give It Back Rally, Saturday, April 23rd at the state capitol. It's our surplus. Give it back. Make your voice heard on Saturday, April 23rd at 11 a.m. Think About It is brought to you by Center of the American Experiment, Minnesota's think tank. In his latest book, Eric Metaxas presents the unraveling of atheism. Findings so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Join us for Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas, April 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence backed by science that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. His quick wit will make the event come to life. Reserve your seats today at freedom1570.com. Supported by GTS HVAC. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe 
At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Go get him. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I'm getting ready for a leadership awakening uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, it's uh, April 21st through 23rd, we'll start. Man, we've had a mass exodus in this class. I don't know what's going on, but boy, people are getting scared. I don't know if it's uh, Easter or whatever. But I got some openings, man. If you want to change your life, I can guarantee you four days from now, your life will be totally different. Absolutely different. I guarantee you. I'll give you money back guarantee. I'll even let you go to the class without paying me a penny. And at graduation, you can tell me if it was worth the 1995. Thanks, brother. Uh, we never let... We never let money be a reason why we help people. We help people with their money or not, uh, because I know uh, this is my mantra. See a need, meet a need. God told me you never let money be a reason why you help somebody. If I put someone in front of you and they have a need and you can meet that need, uh, God even says it in the Bible, says, how dare you? I think it was maybe James that said it. If you come across your brother and he's in need and you have ability to help that brother out, and you don't help him out. How dare he you? Said, yeah, the, and well, God says not how dare you. God says the love of God is not in you. I would rather that liberal tell me how dare me than God say, I don't know you, but gone from me, you work of iniquity. I'd rather little Jason Thornburg there say all kinds of bad things about me than the God of the universe say away from me, you work of iniquity. And so you got to realize that if we're doing new things, and that's what we do in our class, we do new things. I can help you change your life because when you change your thinking, you change your life. And so go to likeitmatters.net. i got openings uh, in this w- next weekend. I mean, this weekend, tomorrow it starts. You want to come on down, uh, reach out to me. Email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net, M-R period, B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmatters.net. And remember, we are under construction. Under construction means we're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. Uh, in the corporate world, we call it lean manufacturing, lean sigma, six sigma. It's constant and never-ending improvement. And that's what we're called to be. That's if you're a Christian, God says he meets us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us where we're at. One-third of the Christian process uh, is about changing. Remember, the first part is justification. We're justified. In other words, we get into heaven by what Jesus did. He paid the price. Our works are filthy rags. We can't be good enough. We have to trust in him and depend on him. Uh, And then there's glorification. That happens after we take our last breath and we're out of the body present with Christ, right? And the middle part is sanctification. You know what sanctification is? Sanctification is using all the unfairness, all the harshness, all the toughness of this experience, to mold us, to not march in the streets demanding justice, to not keep a pound of flesh or a record of wrong, 
to not remind everybody what they did to you 25 years ago or what they did to people that looked like you 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 400 years ago, what now, 1619. So now 503 years ago, someone that shared your color scheme on their skin, this happened to them. And so you're a victim today, 504 years later, Come on, because man. someone whose skin color was similar to yours was wronged. Wrong. Wow. You can't get a wronger than wrong. that wrong right there. Yeah, right there. That's it. So you got to realize this is just logic. If God is doing something new or you're doing something new or you're a new creature, you're working to be better today than you were yesterday, then and you're stuck in old patterns, old methods, old ways, old habits. Don't you get it? it, it, it it's going to be crazy. Because it's like having a brand new recipe for something you've cooked for years, but now you're going to cook it different because you know now if you change some things, it's good. But then you pull out the old recipe and you follow the old recipe the same way and you wonder why it's not the new creature. Well, because you're attempting to put new wine into old wineskins. And the reason it's so powerful is because new wine is different than older wine. New wine is fermenting. It's bubbling. It's carbonated. It's, it's alive. It's active, right? Yes, the fermentation. Obviously. But after it's set for a while, it's been opened a while, it's been aerated, if you will, it doesn't have that active, that activity. And so as a new young skin, you know, it's pliable. It's malleable. But then you're out in the sun, you're out in the desert in, in, in the Middle East, and it starts cracking and drying, and then the fermentation and the molecular activity that goes on eats away at the meat, uh, just like our saliva. It helps us dissolve things, helps us process food. The same type of thing happens. And so after a while, those skins get dry, and they crack, and if you were to put brand new uh, wine in it that's active, it would cause it to start bulging and moving. It'd start having cracks, and then wine would start coming out. And when that happens, what they have to do is they have to empty it all out. And then they have to soak it in water. What they do is they soak it in water and, and they get it all moist and pliable. And then they coat it with olive oil. And they let that olive oil sink back in to the flesh. And after the process of doing that, it's like a brand new wineskin. And now you can put new wine in. And that process is with us. There's a cracking. There's an aging. I am not the same man today that I was five years ago. And by the grace of God, I'm nowhere close to the same man I was when I was 30 years ago. And I gotta be honest with you, and I've thought about this. What I did, the price I paid, how hard I worked, 24 hour days, months in a row without a single day off. If I had to do that again today, uh, I would never be able to do it. I would never be able to do it. Uh, my drive's not the same. I don't chase after things in this world anymore. See, it's an old me, and that's some of the trepidation. Because the old patterns that I did that got me to where I'm at, the problem is uh, we're in a different world. The business environment's different. I'm different. And so if I put brand new wine in that old skin, it's not going to work. The skin's going to be damaged. The wine's going to be damaged. And so we got to realize that we're doing something new. Remember the study of epigenetics. Epigenetics, we are a community of 300 trillion cells all driven by our environment, right? 300 in our environment uh, is our battlefield. 
and the battlefields of mind. It's awareness. Any good general. I mean, Zelensky's out there getting angry. Why am I begging for equipment from our allies that have had this stuff stored in silos and in warehouses for years? There's enough weapons around the world with the allies of ours that if we just shipped them the stuff in stores that's not even been used, uh, they'd defeat Russia. But it's almost like we don't want Ukraine to win. We just thought he was going to lose four days into it, and now he's still alive. I mean, women and children are being slaughtered. The most powerful army in the world is sitting on the sideline as women and children are being slaughtered. And it doesn't seem to matter. Tell me that we're not in a different world. Tell me that Ronald Reagan, the America of Ronald Reagan, wouldn't be in there helping those Ukrainians. Absolutely it would be. I mean, if he'd helped the Sandinistas, and he did, even when he wasn't supposed to, he would definitely going to help the Ukrainians. See, our environment, we must be aware of our environment. It's a great metaphor. There are, you know, we got to know where the mountains are. we got to know where the corridors are, where the no man's land is, where the desert is, where the mountains are, where we can hide, where we can slumber, where we can relax, where we can rest, where we can run, where we can camp. The best area to wage war, the worst time and places of battle. That's your environment. And a leader is aware of their environment. And let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, we're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. This is not our parents' America. We used to have boundaries. We knew we had freedoms, and we knew that those freedoms had consequences. We knew we lived in a free country, and although we couldn't yell fire in a crowded building, we could pretty much say anything else. Jesus used to be a word that brought peace and agreement. Now he's considered the leader of a hate group, and his words are called hate speech. I saw an article And it was a story about uh, in the Washington Post that we should kill the angry God of the Jews and the angry God of the Christians. I mean, there's someone writing about killing God because God's an angry God because he demands justice. Isn't it amazing? But BLM marching in the streets demanding justice, they're not angry. They're not bad. But the God of the universe, perfect being, him demanding justice. What a wicked God we serve. Isn't that stunning? But man is good when they demand justice, but God is bad when he demands justice. And what am I talking about? What? This this gender dysphoria. Do you know what the word dysphoria means? You ready for this? Because we hear gender dysphoria. They want to use a big word to confusion. Ready for this? Let me give you the definition. A state of unease or generalized dissatisfaction with life. Now, you tell me a teenager that doesn't have that. I'll, I'll read it again. This is from the dictionary. A state of unease or generalized dissatisfaction with life. A state of feeling unwell or unhappy. A feeling of emotional and mental discomfort as a symptom of discontentment, restlessness, dissatisfaction, malaise, depression, anxiety, or difference. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who, what teenager doesn't feel that way? And then because of that, we now have them redefine their sex. Isn't that amazing? And now you're seeing all these articles. Transgender woman's op-ed regretting sex reassignment surgery draws strong media reaction. There is an entire group of children out there that are being told to get your sex change done. And here's another article. Teens expressing regret over gender-affirming care are going unheard by the Biden administration. All they really needed was a little time to grow up, wrote one of these women.
A report published Monday argued that transgender teens speaking out against gender-affirming care were going unheard by President Joe Biden's administration amid the rollout of his transgender policy. This is a man. Chloe's one of the girls that was the beneficiary of what transgender activists call gender-affirming care, which means all the adults in her life, doctors, nurses, uh, dental workers, social workers, all of them supported her decision to become the person she believed she was meant to be, even if that person required elective mastectomy in high school. This woman is miserable. She says, I wish someone would told me. She said, the point is, if trans kids weren't able to transition, not just socially, this is what this is what Jen Psaki said, but medically with cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and surgeries, they might well kill themselves. Well, you got little kids out there that were fed this lie, and now they're struggling for the rest of their life. They're a medical patient, and no one's hearing them. We're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. I'm black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. If your air conditioner barely made it through last summer, now's the time to get a replacement. Call the experts at Air Mechanical who will help you find the right size unit for your home. Whether it's a heat pump mini split or a zone controlled system, Air Mechanical will help you keep your cool in the sizzling heat. Family owned and operated since 1985, Air Mechanical leads the metro in heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, and now drain cleaning services. Call or schedule online at thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. 
Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Well, uh, what happened today? I'm drinking wine and eating cheese and catching some rays, you know. Yeah, man. I am black, and you are back to being under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And some of you asked about the uh, the scripture I send out daily. Just go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. If you go to the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see a button that says follow. Click that button. It can You can type in your email address right there. And every morning, I do it uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year. When I send it, you'll get it. And so today, we're talking about putting uh, old wine in new skins. And the Bible tells us not to do that. I'm not going to go over why I say that. If you want to know why I say that, you should have been here for the first three segments. So if you missed the first three segments, when we're done here, just go to likeitmattersradio.com, and then you'll hit today's show, probably up by 1230. Uh, hit today's show, and you can listen to the whole thing It's in, in its entirety. And ladies and gentlemen, America's changing Culture's changing. The fact that we used to be a Christian nation has changed. The ability to even talk about God, the God of the Bible, has changed. Remember, Ilan Omar can mock Christianity. She can spit in the face of Christians, and yet she can talk about how great her faith is and how the call, the prayer five times a day, and all that music. I hate that music. It makes me scared. It's like a scary movie. I know some people love it. Barack Obama thinks it's the call the, the Islam called the prayers one of the beautiful things he's ever heard. I agree that with shows that. perspective. To me, it's the most one of the scariest things I've ever heard. It sounds a little bit satanic. I'm just going to be honest with you. Now, if I would have grown up that country, it probably would have been different. He grew up uh, in those type of countries, so he's used to it. See, we get used to what we experience over and over and over, right? Stockholm Syndrome, right? Here's a person that was kidnapped. And this person starts having empathy for their kidnappers. Why? Because the dog returns to his vomit and the sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. We are creatures of habit. I was just studying the Old Testament. Uh, Numbers 14. You know, the Israelites were in bondage. Uh, There's two million of them. They left Egypt with spoils. They took their money, their gold. Uh, they were no longer beaten on. They were no longer used whips to make bricks and to move stuff. And all they did is complain. All they did is complain. You know, Numbers 14, I remember where it was. That Man, you know, in Egypt, we had free fish. Man, in Egypt, we had all the watermelon wanted and leeks and onions. And we had, uh, uh, it was cucumbers, not watermelons, cucumbers and leeks and onions and garlic. And man, why did you bring us out here to die? We could have died as easily in Egypt. We could have... Like, wow, all they did was complain the whole time. Just take me back to slavehood. I mean, let's be honest, isn't that what, isn't that what Juneteenth's about? Juneteenth, the slaves were freed, but then they still acted like they were slaves. And so they had to send the military into Texas and say, hey, guys, ladies, you've been freed. What are you doing? You're not slaves anymore. Free. Why are you free, acting free, like slaves? Free, free. Same thing. So what's this all about? I'm stunned at the articles I'm seeing daily. So here's this one. I did not know this. I used to really be a big fan of Marvel, the superhero industry, but now I'm starting to wonder. So Twitter erupts in hatred. Now, you know why? And it was at, it was at Chris Pratt. You know why? Because the newest superhero movie. Ready for this? Social media erupted in hatred against actor Chris Pratt after he made an appearance in a trailer for the latest super, superhero movie from Marvel Studios. Now, listen carefully, people. Some people have made it a hobby to sell the actor with hatred. Why? You're probably wondering why. Ready? Because he's a profession Christian. Remember the founders of this country? 
White Christians are now the biggest threat. Joe Biden thinks that white Christians are the biggest threat. So he's combated with hatred because he's a professing Christian and sometimes expresses pro-family views, right? Pratt appeared in a backup role as the character Star-Lord in Thor, Love and Thunder. This is the new movie. The latest in the Thor superhero movie franchise. Much of the hatred, listen carefully, is centered around a scene where it is implied that the Thor character, ready for this, has romantic feelings for the Star-Lord character. Yep. That's what I said. Thor and Star-Lord are in love. Gross. This is what we got to do. Yeah, this is what we got to do now. That Thor character had romantic feelings for the Star-Lord character. Many assume, this is where the hatred comes in, many would assume that Pratt would have hated the scene because he's a Christian. So these people are hating on him and they're bragging, they're so happy that this Christian has to do kind of an implied gay scene with a macho man. Quote, this is what the Twitter feeds, wake up, woke up to the news about Thor, so glad to see it's gay. I hope... uh, He called him P.I.S.S. Pratt, had the worst effing time of his entire life. Have never watched a single Marvel movie, but I'll be watching Thor Love and Thunder solely because I want to see Chris Pratt visibly hold back slurs while Taki, I don't know what it is, Taki Watititi puts him in the grave site. You're stupid. Yeah, pure hatred. Not that they're making Thor gay or Star-Lord gay. Not about that. The hatred is for this guy because he's a professing Christian, and now he has to play in a homosexual-like scene. How about this one? Massive increase in black Americans murdered was a result of defund police movement. Black Americans were disproportionately affected by the skyrocketing murders of 2020. Support of Black Lives Matter and calls to defund the police have reverberated across America since the George Floyd incident, igniting social justice protests and riots at a time when the coronavirus was happening. And the pattern has been termed the Ferguson effect. The, because it happened, remember, in Ferguson with Mike Brown. This is when it first started. This was the birth of Black Lives Matter, where they would take a person who did bad stuff and then make them a good person because they were killed by a cop. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the world we're coming to. Black deaths have risen to over 10,000. They've never hit over 8,000. And it's black people killing black people. So it's black on black crime. Even Eric Adams, right, the, 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 the New York City mayor, said, where is Black Lives Matters? I thought Black Lives Matters. Come on, man. See, I, I'm bringing all this up because you got to understand or understand that there's a wall that every single human being possesses. It's called wanting to be liked. And what's going on is called group mentality. It's called team mentality. And even though we know what's going on is wrong, we shut up. We go along with the group. Matter of fact, at the end of my leadership training, I show you 20 leaderships to leadership. These are the 20 most common blocks to leadership. They're fear of risking, lack of commitment, rescuer, victim, indecisiveness, low expectations of others, fear of failure, closed-minded, critical, lack of focus, low self-worth, low self-esteem, focusing on problems, controlling versus empowering, having to work hard, having to be perfect, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, lack of purpose. That was 19 if you count them. And you know what number 20 is? It's called wanting to be liked. And I say this exact words, this quote, every time for 30 years whenever I cover it. Wanting to be liked is a wall that every single human being possesses. 
For some of us, it is a garden wall. For some of you, it is a great wall. And why does this matter? Because yesterday, when I had our Fred, who's running for sheriff, uh, Mark Kuklo, on, I told him there are times when I get, have been pulled over in the past, I did not handle myself well. I got angry. Sometimes the cop handled it well. It was honorable. Sometimes the cop was just as belligerent as I was, ugly. But it's different. When I have my son in the car, I said, I got to be careful, knowing that how my son sees me interact with that law enforcement officer is going to dictate what he believes about police officers. And that belief system is important. And so my boy loves police officers because we do our best to honor them and build them up. And ladies and gentlemen, if not you, then the people watching you. It's time we stand up. It's time we speak up. It's time we step up because other people are watching. You know, one thing I say is, you know, leadership's a loop. It's permission, it's example, and it's culture. We got to ask ourselves, our actions give other people permission. What kind of actions are you giving people permission for? To speak the truth with love? To be able to stand up to these lies of this world, but do it as best you can with love, not to be bitter, not to be angry, not to keep a pound of flesh or record wrong? Are you doing that? Because what you're doing is giving other people permission. What about example? A picture's worth a thousand words. People don't need another sermon. They need an example. Are you giving them an example of what to do or what not to do? Are you going to give them an example of struggling and then picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and hit again? Or are you giving them an example when you don't like something, you just quit? Or when you don't agree with something, you just attack? Which brings us to the last letter, which is C, which is culture. And culture is a series of repeated events, acceptable norms, behavior that is basically codified. And if you look at those three things, permission, example, and culture, you'll know why America's in a mess. And it's getting worse and worse. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. Wake up. This is not about blue team or red team anymore. This is not about Trump or Biden. This is existential. If we stay on the current path we are on, our families are crumbling. Our health is deteriorating. A hundred million Americans, a third of the country, are struggling mentally. We got boys taking over women's sports. We got people being transitioned into boys from girls and girls to boys at teenagers when they're confused and then regretting it for the rest of their life and no one's hearing their voice. This is why we speak up. And if not you, then who? If not now, then when? Because planes crash and people die. The time is now. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Party's over. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.